This is Pod Almighty. Welcome along to another podcasting masterclass. I'm James Marriott. And I'm Ellie Codling, and we both make podcasts. We produce podcasts, we edit podcasts, we work with podcasters, we both used to do radio, and basically, we really know audio. Pod Almighty is all about sharing some useful ideas, some hints, some tips, and some knowledge with you. Now, today, we are talking about podcasting and social media. So, um, obviously, two distinctly different things, but there is plenty of overlap. And what's always been a little bit of a grey area is about, let's say that you're a podcaster, how do you use social media effectively as a podcaster? So what you can't do is record your podcast, you've got your MP3 file, you can't upload it, say, onto Facebook or onto Twitter uh, and and just publicise it using the actual podcast that way because um, social media platforms don't allow you to upload load audio files so we've got to be uh, we've got to be clever we've got to be just a little bit more thoughtful in how we approach it so what we're going to do today is talk through a few different ways of how you can effectively use social media as a podcaster yeah okay so um i mean the first thing for us to talk about Ellie is the most obvious of these, which is, you know, if you are if you are creating podcast episodes, then you will have links that you can then use on social media. So as simple as posting links to your episodes on social media. It's the most obvious yeah. and it's the most simple, but it's still really, really effective. Absolutely. You need to, yeah, just get that podcast advertised out there on your social media with with that web link or to a podcast app absolutely so there is a there is a, a point of discussion here which is i mean effectively not all links are equal some links are more useful for for social media some oh, yeah. are less useful so i see i see quite a few people that maybe post an apple podcast link to their to their podcast episodes uh, which is all right but you know if if there's someone that has an android device that is not kind of embedded in the apple ecosystem quite as much as someone like <laughs> me for example that link is maybe not that much use to them um yeah. if you've got your own website for your podcast whether it is a fancy or singing or dancing website whether it's just quite a simple podcast website that your host provides for you that's quite a good link to to post because it's going to work on any on any device there are also things like podfollow which allow you to create a link that works differently depending what device someone clicks on it with so if someone mm-hmm. is on an iphone it will take them to apple podcast if someone is on an android device it will take them to perhaps spotify or to google podcast you could you can actually decide whereabouts it takes people depending on on what device they listen to pretty good that actually I like that. I like that little tool. Yeah. So maybe this is an opportunity if you're if you're a podcaster and you're listening to this, an opportunity to just stop for a second, pause and think, right, what links do I use? And actually, are they the right links? Are they the best links right now to actually be um, publicizing for podcasts? So just take a moment, just consider that and just think about the options that are out there and make sure you're using the right one. Yep. That's a good tip. Good place to start. 
Brilliant. So that's that's the most basic one out of the way. The other um, the other things that we'll talk about are a little bit different. Some of them are a little bit more niche. Some of them are things that really every podcaster should be at least thinking about doing. So I reckon the second thing to look at is audiograms. I like an audiogram. I I think they're really effective when you see them on social media, actually. How would you sum up, for someone that doesn't know what we're talking about when we say audiogram, how would you describe an audiogram? So they're those, um, when you're seen on your news feed and it pops up and there's a video and you can see a waveform moving across it and you either need to activate the audio to hear it or you've got the captions of what's being said. And then that, that links you through to the podcast as well. So it's taking the highlight clip from your podcast the the really juicy hook them in bit and uh, make it into a into an audiogram as they're called would you say that's how it's described yeah pretty much so we said earlier what you can't do is take an mp3 clip and put it onto a social media platform because it just doesn't work so what you've got to do is i mean this is it's almost it's almost like a hack but this it's very much become a thing of itself so what we need to do is Mm. is take that clip of audio and turn it into a video so if you don't record the video feed from your podcast that causes you an issue and that's where audiograms were first kind of created as this sort of hack to get around this problem whereby you use a static image so um, it isn't a moving video as, as such. You have a static image and then you have a moving waveform over the top of it or some other yeah. kind of graphic that moves, that indicates um, that, that, that you know, this is uh, in kind of time with the, the speech. You could have subtitles on there as well. Some people do that. Um, and what you end up with is a video that allows you to get around this problem. So you can then use that on on social media. Now, I've used hack and get around there and, 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 and they're bad terminology to use when we talk about audiograms because actually they are a very effective tool of their own it's no longer something that's just a hack that people use to get around a problem they're actually a dead useful tool for promoting Mm. your podcast as you mentioned it's really about picking out the right clip and really shouldn't be any longer than 60 seconds on instagram itself you won't be able to publish more than 60 seconds other social media platforms do allow longer but really with this the shorter the clip the better would you say that's fair comment Yeah, absolutely. And usually when you're recording that podcast, there might I, I should think there'll be something that jumps out of you in that conversation. Just make a note of that time when you then come to the edit and then select that as your highlight clip and do it at the same time. So it doesn't take that much work. And these um, audiogram sites where you can build these, build your audiogram, are so intuitive now and they can... Um, you can upload straight direct to your social media from those sites you don't necessarily have to download your audiogram from what you've created then upload again so it, it all makes it so much quicker and easier now this links back to the first point that we talked about because it, it's it's great kind of putting your audiogram on social media but you've got to make sure there's a call to action there if people listen to your 30 second clip and think this is brilliant and then you just kind of leave them hanging in no man's land that's not really going to help you at all so you've got to make sure that you are posting your audiogram with a really clear link to where people can hear the full episode and just remember yeah. right that the idea of an 
an audiogram is it's not necessarily about reaching those people who are your regular listeners anyway. It's about reaching those people who have maybe never listened to your podcast before. They might not even know who you are, but they hear this 30 seconds of your show and think, this is interesting. This is good. So make it really easy for them, right? Assume that it's someone that's never even heard of you before, that's never come across your show before. So make sure there's a link there that just makes it really easy for them to then consume the full episode. Don't make them have to go digging around to find your show. Give them a link, make it clear what the show is called. So if they do want to go on their podcast app and search for it, that it's really, really easy for them. So I think I think that's just good practice for making the most out of this format. Definitely. And the other good thing about audiograms is a, a really nice way for your guests to share your podcast as well. It's a different way. It's a I just think it I just think it's a really good tool that can be shared between you and your guests because their face will you're likely to have their face as the image in that audiogram so it's more encouraging for your guests to probably then share your podcast and using just the audiogram is a good tool couple of um useful tips for this as well then so i tend to use headliner to create audiograms you can only create so many for, for free but I mean, you can create unlimited for free, but they do start putting a watermark over the top of it. It takes a little bit of time to get to grips with, but um, it's a it's a fairly good intuitive um, platform. Of course, what you've also got to do is you need to create in some way or another that that image that goes in the, yeah. in the background. And it's really useful for that to be a branded image that in some way kind of reflects the the style and the brand of your podcast. The obvious thing to do the really easy thing to do is just to use your cover art image. But sometimes you think, well, actually what I want to do is, is maybe take that, that sort of branding that I have and create something a little bit unique for each episode, a little bit different. So you might want to put a picture of your guest on there. You might want to do something different. If it's something you don't already use, Canva is really useful for this. Again, it mm. does take a bit of time to get to grips with, but it allows you, even on the free version, to create stuff that's really personalized so you can create uh, a, a, a really effective image for each of your audiograms so that they're really eye-catching. Yeah, there's some great user-friendly um, software out there now supporting podcasting, isn't there? Some really good stuff. There really, really is, um, and and so much of it is 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 is, is super effective without mm. really having to invest huge amounts of money into it. So yeah. yeah, there's some really good stuff. Right then, the third alternative here for how you can use social media and use audio in your social media is sort of an extension of audiograms, but it is it's video. So mm. this is where where audiogram is is kind of like a hack video is exactly as it sounds so this is where you in some way or another you video you capture the 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 video from your podcast now if you're doing a remote podcast that's that's fairly easy because you've already got a camera pointing at you because you're 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 already kind of sat in front of your screen in front of your webcam yeah. so that would just be a matter of in some way or another capturing that video feed if you're doing in person recording it gets a lot more complicated 
I'm not going to go too much into depth in terms of how to go about doing that in an in-person recording no. because you 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 to do that well you are talking about probably having three separate cameras set up and um, suddenly that really then becomes some quite complex video editing off the off the back of um that that that's a mm. subject for us to cover on a, a different day but however you go about it if you are capturing the video from your podcast recording then that allows you to create you know multiple video highlight clips that actually feature the 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 podcast itself so different alternative to audiogram much more eye-catching definitely harder work um, this is not yeah. something that we can just give you a, a really simple platform that you can jump on and and create these things in in just a few minutes. You are talking about investing more time. You may well be talking mm. about investing more money. But when we when we're looking and, and thinking about what is most eye catching, this is stuff that really jumps out, isn't it? Because you can see people's faces as they're talking. It's really effective. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. And, and like you say, you can really see your guests then, and. It is more effective than an audiogram, but that's the same of anything. The more work you put into it, the better the result. So it will take you more time. I, I don't I don't really feel that I can give any kind of, oh, here's a little hack, here's a tip or something no. that, that makes it easier for you because it's very no. much on a case-by-case basis. If you do a, a remote podcast and there's you and there's a guest and maybe you even do it on Zoom, then the, the path to recording that and using it is very simple. If mm. you are ready to make that step up and you use a platform, um, something on the lines of Squadcast, or Riverside that allows you to capture each person's video feed separately, then you're making a step up in terms of quality, but it just gets a little bit more complex. If you're doing something with four or five people on the same podcast, it gets much more complicated. So I can't really give you an obvious kind of like, here's a really simple way of just doing this dead effectively because it will depend on what you're doing. What What I would say, though, is... It's also worth considering if there are ways that you can use video, even if you don't record um, or video the actual recording of your podcast. So I think something that gets massively overlooked here is, let's say that you record a podcast episode with a guest. You, you don't capture the video from it, but you ask your guest whether they could record just using their phone. They just do a selfie video of them saying who they are and, you know, catch them on the latest episode of your podcast where you mm, talk yeah. about this, that and the other. Again, quite short, maybe 30 or 40 seconds. Uh, get them to send that to you and then you could even brand that up a little bit or you could just use it pretty much as it is, just top and tail it. Then you can still use video to publicize your podcast but without actually needing to capture the feed of the video itself from the recording. It's even something you could do yourself as the host. You could record a little selfie video of yourself talking about what's on um, your latest episode, and that gives you an alternative to an audiogram for publicizing your episode using video, but without having to go too far into that that whole kind of video ecosystem. Like a promo, really. You're making your own podcast promo each time. I think that works. Yeah, I like that. That works pretty well, and and it's something that actually not that many people do. So it isn't an overused resource. It's something that could even make you look a little bit unique as a as a podcaster from from doing that. Yeah. Right. I've got um. I've got three things left. These are much more specialist, so they are platform specific. One of them is Facebook podcasts. 
Now, this is a slightly weird one to talk about because yeah. it, it's so new that we yeah. still don't really know what it is. So and it's the, not everywhere yet either, is it? It's not. There are some countries where this is this is working. There's some countries where it's not. Unsurprisingly, it's big in the United States. They've really gone heavy with it stateside. Mm. Less so in the UK, where 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 we are. But the background to this is Facebook kind of want a little bit of that podcast pie. You know, they want in yeah. on the on the action. And over the last year or two, they've come up with a few different things to sort of help podcasters. Um, and one of them is if you've got a, a page for your podcast, you're able to add the actual episodes on there. So you're able to link it up to your RSS feed so that when you publish a podcast episode, people can listen to it on your Facebook page doesn't have to be a facebook page for your podcast by the way it could be your business page if you have a a podcast for your business you're able to add a podcast tab onto your page now i've Mm -hmm. tried this and not actually been able to particularly get it to work because it doesn't seem to be fully operating within the within the uk but i've been able to add that podcast tab to my business page i've been able to tell it to to, yeah. to, to find my podcast and it's all linked up but actually i can't see it because i'm in the in the uk so still really early days this is something that is going to end up being really useful if you already have a very active audience or you already go quite heavy in terms of facebook being a platform that you use yeah and something i've noticed at this moment in time and it may well change as they're developing this because i would say it's so new is if you've got a facebook group you can't add a podcast to that but if you've got a business page you can so if you've got you know you've got an audience and you're chatting through a group as of yet i haven't seen how you can add it to a group page but you can a business page yeah, I think that's right. I think at the moment it's it's specifically for pages, not for for groups. But it does feel like we're talking about something that's still very much in its infancy, yeah, and how definitely. it's going to work in the long run might be very different to how we're sort of seeing it now. To the point, Ellie, where I'd say we almost need to just kind of leave that one there right now because yeah, if you try and yeah. delve any further into it. We're kind of could change. It's it's guesswork, isn't it? We're sort of guessing about how this could be useful. I think until it's rolled out pretty much worldwide or certainly to more kind of bigger countries, it's maybe not one that's worth going out of your way, but it is definitely worth having at the back of your mind because it could well be um, useful. And actually, you know, where I earlier on talked about you can't just upload an MP3 onto social media. I mean, this is this is kind of changing the goalposts a little bit there. Mm. If, if, if your mm. podcast episodes appear on Facebook, if you're able maybe to select clips within that, that, that episode to then publicize and publish directly onto facebook without having to do things like audiograms it could become really useful in the future we just don't really know at the moment yeah worth exploring though if you've got a facebook page you know you may as well have a look but yeah it's a never-changing model i believe isn't it absolutely last couple of things are both specific to twitter now i'm i'm a little bit of a prolific twitter user so these are things that i that i know pretty well um other yes. people don't really like twitter it really depends where your audience hangs about as to whether or not it's useful for you uh, but i am quite a keen twitter user so these you are, are you are a twitter king so <sighs> I, i'm not quite so au fait with these these two things you're going to mention with twitter i use twitter but you are definitely the twitter king so i'll lead these two definitely to you <laughs> 
Well, if if you are someone that does use Twitter already or that knows that there's there's an audience that you can win on on Twitter, these are quite useful things. So the first of these is Twitter Voice. So when you think about a social media platform, uh, you immediately think about, you know, you you write a status, you might add a photo to it, you might add a video to it and you publish it. What Twitter allows you to do is to directly record uh, an, a, a message of some sort onto your iPhone and publish that. Now, I mentioned iPhone there. At the moment, it is specifically only for iPhones. So you can only do this on iOS. But what you're able to do is when you on your on your iPhone, as you go to create a new tweet, you can click a button and you actually record yourself. So it is it's it's not a video. It is voice only. So um, it might be a way in which you can talk a little bit about what you've got coming up in a podcast episode. Uh, it could be something that you can do if you record in person with people that you could just record um, like a little bit at the end of your episode. Th- the different ways that you could use it will vary very much depending on your your particular podcast format and how you particularly use Twitter. But it's definitely a useful tool. Now, this has been around for a little while. It's not hugely taken off yet. I actually did a little um, kind of trial run in in December 2021 where I, I tried this and I, I actually recorded uh, a message. And actually a lot of people replied to it saying, didn't know that you could do this, never seen anyone else do it. And this is you know oh, several cool. several months into this being a thing. Is it like doing a WhatsApp voice note, but you do it through Twitter? Absolutely. Is it sort yeah. of very, that kind of idea? Very similar sort of thing to right. um, to that. So, yeah, if you're someone that, that kind of whips uh, voice notes back and forth between you and friends or people that you which work with do, or something, we? which me and you definitely do, um, mm. then you know, this is something that will make a lot of sense. It's not something that you pre-record. It's something that you, you, know, you talk directly into your device exactly what this is going to be useful for again similar to facebook i'm not sure that we quite know it probably needs to roll out to a few different devices before we can really kind of get to grips with what the opportunities are for it but it's but it's there the the second twitter thing which i think is a lot more useful is twitter spaces so You've probably heard of Clubhouse. Everyone's probably come across Clubhouse, maybe signed up for it, maybe used it a bit, maybe come away from it, and maybe hasn't logged into it for a while. That seems to be kind of the pattern that we followed with with Clubhouse. Twitter Spaces is very much their own version of Clubhouse. So you set up a Twitter space, um, you go live at a particular point, it is audio-based, people can come into your Twitter space, they can ask to get involved in the conversation, you can invite people to get involved in the conversation, or they can just okay. listen in to the speakers. So it is a live audio room. The difference mm. is it is on Twitter. So you may well already have a following. You may already have an audience on Twitter. So rather than having to go about creating and building a whole new audience on a platform, you may already have it. So if you are a pro- prolific Twitter user or you have your your podcast already has quite a big following on on Twitter, this is really, really useful. It definitely sounds like it's worth a go, doesn't it? If you if you have got that big Twitter following, then it's worth giving it a try for sure. I mean, exactly how it will work for you might differ a little bit. So it might be something that you use supplementary to your main 
podcast. You might do like a little follow on room, you know, maybe after mm. an episode where you get people involved with chatting about the stuff that's 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 come up. Um, it might actually be that you decide or, or play around with recording your podcast episodes live through Twitter spaces. You can do that. You can record yeah. this. It allows you to get the audio afterwards. You can then still publish it on your normal platforms, but you could record your episode with your Twitter audience listening in or even getting involved as you go. So there's tons and tons and tons of different ways that this can work for, for people. I'm going to give you the example of of my football podcast that I do with um, a colleague of, of mine. Uh, we do our football podcast every other week as normal. What we also do is from time to time, we organize a separate Twitter space. What we've been doing is actually doing that on the days where the football team are playing. So we do it as like a match day live Twitter space. So it's supplementary. It's separate from the main podcast episodes themselves, but similar sort of thing. People know us, they know our voices, but it's their opportunity to come along, get involved. It's on the day of the game. So actually there's quite a bit of build up. people getting quite excited, quite a lot of stuff mm. to talk about, who's going to be playing, what's the score going to be, you know, who are the people to watch out yeah. for in the, in the opposition lineup and stuff like that. So we're, We've used it very much as a supplementary thing. How it works well for other podcasts might be different. But honestly, right, really exciting Twitter spaces. I think um, if, if, if Twitter is a platform that you use, there's loads and loads of stuff that you can do with it. Can I ask on that as well? Do you find that you get some good content from the live that you can then use in recording of your podcast later in the week? Yeah, because you've got different people's perspectives. So you've yeah. got you've got you've you've got different guests, listeners who are getting involved, and um, because it's Twitter, you know who they are. You know, it's got their name attached to it. So you know, if they mm. come on and say something that's really great, you might when you go back through it, you might make a note of that and think, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that. That gives us something to reflect on in the next kind of proper full yeah. podcast recording. You can see how that works well in the, in doing what you're doing in, within football. Anything where you're talking about something live and happening and ever-changing and excitement that football is i can see how twitter spaces is a really good platform for you totally depends on what you do as to whether or not this is something that's useful for you and there are loads of podcasts that probably probably listen to this and think well that's absolutely no use to me whatsoever not going to work for everyone but no um, but... it's a really useful um development and something that's well worth having to think about getting involved with yeah, yeah, really good. Like it. So we've got six things that we've talked about um, there that are kind of quite clear and obvious routes where you can use audio more effectively in your social media. There are probably lots of little things that maybe we've not even thought about. Uh, there might even be some mm. big things that we've not thought about. So if you've got any any thoughts about stuff that we've discussed, please do get in touch and please tell us. I think this is something that we'd look at doing maybe a follow-on episode a little bit further down the line um, to update these things and maybe look at some yeah. new things that have come along. So please do get involved. And this, this is also the point where we just have to mention that actually Pod Almighty is taking a little bit of a break now. Yeah. Yes. For a very specific reason. So I'll hand over to you, Ellie. Yeah, sadly, we're going to have to just put it on pause for a while as um, I've got baby number two on the way. So I'm going to have my hands full and probably finding somewhere nice and quiet to record for an hour would come near impossible for, for a little while. So we're, we're just going to have a break for a few months, aren't we, James, while I just uh, adapt to my new life. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's super exciting and, you know, I I hope, um, you know, everything goes 
really well with uh with with baby number two look forward to when we do next speak and and see yeah. um yeah how baby number two is um is doing and um yeah i i hope that goes really really well um Thanks. it does mean obviously if it's day or night when i chat to you i probably don't <laughs> know what, what cycle of life i'm on but uh <laughs> yeah we'll we'll hope for the best I'm sure there's a load of stuff that will change in the podcasting world during that time as well. So we'll have loads to talk yeah. about when you are back. And I hope to do lots of podcast listening. That's the only thing, you know, when you hopefully sitting there with lots of new baby snuggles, I'm going to do loads of podcast listening as well. Absolutely. Um, that's going to wrap us up for um, this episode. If there is a subject that you'd like us to cover or maybe a guest that you think we should be chatting to, please do let us know. Um, you can find our previous episodes at podalmighty.co.uk and you can also find out more about us and you can get in touch at wearesoundmedia.com. Thank you very much for your company and we'll see you next time. Bye.